Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and as always I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Hello. You still need to play that live. Yeah, it's true. I do <laughs> need to play that live for maybe whenever we get to see people again. Um, and uh, we are joined by one of our very favorite guests. Satine Phoenix is back with us and she brought her husband, Jameson. Welcome, yeah. both of you guys. Hello everybody. I love that intro. That's rad. Oh, yeah. thanks man. He played yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just played it and wrote it on a guitar that I bought recently. <laughs> Oh, oh my real? god, really? Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, yeah we right. were like, uh, we need, like, we haven't, so, uh, fun fun story, too. This is actually, uh, the day this comes out will be our eighth year anniversary yes. of oh, starting this god. podcast. Um, and so, like, after eight years, you know, we're like, we need to refresh some of our little songs and stuff that we play. So, uh, yeah, I, I uh, bought a guitar earlier this year because, you know, everyone's stuck inside, so might as well play play some guitar. And, um, yeah, that was recorded. That Cody time. just wanted to show off that he has musical skills and I had zero. <laughs> yeah. You are a bard. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Very on brand for today. So uh, that's exciting. Uh, and and uh, so we, we are going to be talking about uh, you guys' new Kickstarter that has already launched at this point and is doing quite well, already funded as well. So congratulations there. Thank you. And um, – and before that, let's get all of our plugs out of the way, for, at least for us. You can follow us at uh, Nerds with Friends on all social media. Check out nerdswithfriendspodcast.com for all of that info. And, uh, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash nerdswithfriends and get some uh, fun rewards there as well. Uh, and OnlyFans coming soon. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, I, I don't, awesome. People I, are asking, and I'm like, I don't know what we <laughs> – It started as a joke like a month ago, and now people keep like, dude, when's the OnlyFans coming out? Oh, no. And I, I already have – this is your OnlyFans. Okay. It's the, it's the undercarriage of all those helicopters behind you. There we oh, go. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. Just like just yeah, saucy yeah, photos of toys. Choppers. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, we'll, we'll have – and we have a – you, you guys can't see him here, but we have like a bunch of transformers and stuff over there, and you know, yeah, just pose them and lewd things. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking, I love, I love gremlins, and Cody hates gremlins, yeah, so I just like gremlins. maybe just do like you know, have them all scantily cladded. <laughs> them. Yeah, we. Can would, I feel like that would be very successful. Yeah. Just a novelty of it would be yeah. really. You do good. a calendar. Yeah, <laughs> that was suggested see? already. There yeah, you go. yeah, the calendar. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, coming soon, I guess. Uh, <laughs> We'll have to uh, we'll have to plan some content out before we release it, but that'll be fun. Um, all right, let's I hear a Kickstarter. Maybe maybe a Kickstarter for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We'd have to come up with something. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Oh. just Cody, like just Cody beard shots. That's all it would be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
just me without the beard on, so yeah. it's like naked face. There we That'd go. Be pretty good. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get down to some nerdy confessions because I really want to talk about the Kickstarter. So let's do the nerdy confessions first, where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, I started watching Shameless, and oh yeah, that's a good show. It is a good show. I don't know how it survived. <laughs> like it's so like not okay yeah well, but it's they make it okay yeah I, yeah i mean it's just a bunch of horrible people living their lives yeah it's and, cringy right it's like super yeah cringy. but the weird thing is frank gallagher is just a garbage person yeah but he's still likable yeah you see like he does horrible but he's still a likable guy well, it's um, like uh william h macy's like a good actor or something you know? yeah but uh yeah it's, i'm like kind of um ashamed that i'm enjoying the show so much you should be shameless though i should you know? Don't worry about it. But yeah, I've, <laughs> I've been enjoying it, but I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I should even be telling people I enjoy yeah, the it's, show. It's, it's a good show, and, and every, all the actors do a really good job in it, so don't don't be afraid of that. <laughs> all right, uh, my nerdy confession uh, is kind of uh, D&D adjacent, we'll say. Um, so I recently entered my first miniature painting competition. Oh, you did it? Oh, yep. That's right. I did. I did. Uh, so it was. it's not like one of the crazy big ones. Of course, like Golden Brush and all that stuff is, is all uh, – or Golden Demon, I, I'm sorry, is all on hold because of COVID. But um, this company, Loot Studios, who does like 3D printing uh, files, they had a competition. And so I joined it. And I didn't win, but it's fine. I was just about to say, how do we rig it so you can win? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, well, the way they did it is like the, the studio themselves picked out the, the finalists and did like a tournament bracket. And so I think we, we get to vote on the tournament bracket. But out of, you know, thousands of people, I did not make it. Was but, it the Medusa? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, what, what minis do you paint? Uh, yeah, so I do uh, – I started off doing D&D. Um, and just cause I, you know, I had, a, I created a character and I wanted a miniature version of him and I didn't want it to be gray plastic. Cause that just seems lame. Oh yeah. 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 It's sad. yeah, yeah. And, and so, um, it started off with that. I made one in hero forge and he looked terrible. Um, but it was, it was so fun just like sitting down and just doing it. And like, at the end you're like, Oh, this is how my character looks. So, um, I started with that, but that was like a year and a half ago. And now I've gotten into like Warhammer 40K is just yeah. like taking over my life. Um, but I also have a 3D printer. So um, I I can print. I, I've joined a couple of Patreons and, and Loot Studios, for instance, uh, where every month they just like pump out new miniature models. And it's yeah. awesome. Um, I, I might actually I could think I could share a screen and actually show you. Yeah. This. Oh, yeah, I got it up still. Cool. Share. There we go. Oh, oh nice. my god! She's a cutie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it came out pretty well. I'm, I'm. This is my second bust I've ever printed, so um, I was pretty happy with how it turned out. And I just, you know, I got an airbrush like I don't know two months ago, so uh, you know, pretty happy with how it turned out so far. Um, it's bad. As a person who's obsessed with makeup, that's a really good makeup job. Yeah. You know, it's funny because our group chat, our our actual D and D group chat, all the girls are like Cody. We're gonna have yeah. to take hints from you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 And the lipstick is fantastic. Yeah, wow. the highlights and then the that deeper shadow up here. Yeah, yeah. I worked really hard on it, and you know, I'm really happy with how it came out. Um, I have to say this. I know. I don't know if you guys are thinking it. That side boob is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, like everything that's going on with. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it. I mean, it's a beautiful model, and they also make a, a full version of her where she's like showing some leg too, which is really nice. Um, but, and you know, printed out well, which is kind of what, you know, started the whole thing. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was really fun and, uh, learned a lot just like getting skin tone down. Cause that, that can be difficult, but it's the weird. makeup was like, <laughs> I had to consult a lot of female friends, like what color eyeshadow should I use? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Where does eyeshadow go? You know? So okay. it was, uh, yeah, it was one of those uh, tough ones, but, um, yeah, I'm very happy with it came out. Didn't win, but you know, it was a good experience. Nonetheless, got next one feedback. Yeah. Next stop, Golden Demon. <laughs> I used to paint uh, 40K Warhammer uh, uh, models. It's so, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen anything that large before. And the faces on those, you know, on, on you know, Warhammer, yeah. it's like. So really small. You're just small. dotting yeah. the eye barely kind of totally. thing. Yeah, have, yeah. It's hard to see on that picture, but she has like purple irises. And it's just like, wow. you know, trying to get that. And then I, I even did like the little reflection dots on the eyeball. That's rad. Yeah. That's you can't do that on 40K. Um, it's about like gay big, maybe about that tall, maybe five inches, four inches, something like that. You know, like when you paint minis, man, you like get in this, at least for me, I'm getting this like meditative trance. I'd be like, so in it. And yeah. it's like, there's nothing else like it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know if you know them, but we have a bunch of uh, minis down there that are from Iron Tusk. Oh, okay. I, I haven't heard of them. But... Really beautiful. Really? Just, like some of my favorite because they're like. They're so dynamic and almost wicked looking. They just nice. take your fantasy and they refine it. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm always looking for new stuff. I, I do, like, I have yet to play my first full game of Warhammer, though, because I'm building an army right now. Mm -hmm. But it, it's it's so fun when you have, like, especially when you're doing, like, troops to try to get them all looking fairly similar. But totally. then changing yeah. the scheme a little bit here and there to make it so I would, still I would interesting. I take my exacto knife and, like, chop their arms off and put them in different poses. And, yeah. Like, like, crazy dynamic poses. That's awesome. It's super fun. I, like, I don't know. One of my nerdy confessions, I'll, I'll do another one, too. But, like, I definitely spent way more time painting than actually playing right. Warhammer. Okay. And yeah. then probably more time reading the lore. Me, too. I'm on, like, playing. book four of the Horus Heresy. <laughs> like, I haven't. I haven't even read any of the books, but I know a lot just because yeah. like he's telling me yeah. like what's going on. Yeah, every time every time before we start, I'm like, okay, so there's the Primarchs, and they're like the sons of the Emperor, <laughs> and the Emperor's like a god, but he doesn't like to be called a god, and then no, you know, that. it <laughs> just goes on forever, forever. The lore is, I don't, I'm a lore guy, so it's just the, the lore. The lore in 40k is so it, so enthralling. It's, and I never thought it would be, you know, because I, you know. Games Workshop, say what you will about them. They make excellent models, but they also make a lot of money based on how they do books and everything. Way more so than like Wizards of the Coast. I never okay. felt I never felt like I was getting ripped off buying the player's handbook because everything in it is solid <laughs> rules. In Games 40, Workshop, the other hand, it's I, like I'm, 20 I'm pages of so rules. so many lawns just to buy a piece of plastic. They had that dialed in, man. Oh, they knew what they were doing. They are printing money over there for sure. Uh, but... Yeah, the the lore though is very interesting. Not only in their official like uh, rule books and stuff, but also in the novels. It's 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 a lot of fun. I was just, I was blown away. It was like a whole version of like space future that yes. was just. I just I remember being a kid. It really like it really shaped a lot of the way that I see sci-fi. Oh, and that's 40k. Yeah, that's 40k. So I I had um, I played Warhammer mm -hmm. and I had a Skaven army. Oh, fan and Warhammer my whole fantasy, thing yeah. was I want a Secret of Nim hmm. rat army. So I actually <laughs> yeah. like painted them and it was really fun. And I was like that. I was like, oh, I'm never gonna play this game at this point because it just takes so long to paint the minis. <laughs> right. But I took you know that dry grass. Mm. Yeah, I static grass. Yeah, I put it on their skin so that it was like fuzzy. Oh, like, nice! Like, awesome purple and Flocked gold. It. Yeah, really it cool. was really fun. That is cool. That's one thing I love about the hobby is just finding like unique solutions for trying to make stuff small and you know look good. 
I almost had more fun doing painting terrain too. Yeah. I got, I got so into it with the terrain and like just posing them. It was just like they were like little dolls to me. I don't yeah. know. It's so much fun. I know. It, it's it's so silly when I try to like explain it to people who are oh, not yeah. in the nerd it's world like, at it's all. It's cool. They have guns. It's cool. Yeah, they it's cool. Guns. Yeah. They're like blowing people up and stuff. It's fun. Uh let's let's go, Jameson. What's your nerdy confession? Um, I think the, the the biggest one that I can think of before um, I officially met Satine Phoenix, I really didn't actually know who she was. <laughs> I had seen Game Master Tips a couple times, um, but we uh, it was for the pilot for our Red Opera live stream for your Kickstarter for our kicks our last Kickstarter. Cool. Um, and um, Alquin, um, uh, who's the Game Master Dungeon Master, he did a fantastic Dungeon Master, and then Rick Hines, who is the lead writer for that project. Like we have this like really amazing person is going to be guest starring on our show. And I'm like, oh, awesome, great. Who is it? They're like, it's Satine Phoenix, and I was like. <laughs> sweet like, that's great um i'm i'm just like i'm I don't, i'm, I'm a, just like, so focused on either like playing the games content creator just like you know kind of reading the stuff i don't i'm not really into the whole scene really in that way and so then we played um the first half of the campaign it's like a four-hour game for the pilot um and i was playing this swashbuckling um rogue-like ship captain and i was very he's very talkative very outgoing and um i was kind of carrying the conversation with uh with chubby bunny one of the other actresses um as we had kind of planned to have have the, the narration go and then sateen came in as this character named amber lightheart and i was just totally floored i was like <laughs> who is this goddess and i just was i like couldn't even talk after for the for the second half of the whole show i was, I was like this i think it was both of us love at first sight yeah nice. and i was like Oh, he's so quiet. What a quiet <laughs> yeah, person. Yeah. And then we we watched. Um, we did like a rewatch a couple of days later, and so I get to see because I was actually going through like trauma therapy, and I'm just like, I can make it. I can make it to this thing that I've been not trying not to show up to for like a month. For sure. <laughs> and um, but I made it, and I slapped makeup on. I've been crying, and then. Uh, yeah, it turns out he'd been talking the whole first Oh, yeah, half. it's like going on and on and on, role-playing, and then Satine popped in. I was like, oh, my God, who oh, nice. is this person? They were joking. Like, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So that's my that's my nerdy confession for today. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I'm sure it could be an intimidating playing with a, a master role-player like her. So. Well, I had no – I just had no – I just – I was like – Sure. He just pilot. was looking – he was looking at me. I was just, I was just so – yeah, I was just so enthralled. <laughs> Yeah. And then I kept doing because I, I never flirt with anybody online. Like yeah. I don't flirt with people in games. I usually keep it outside of the game. Sure. But I kept trying to flirt with him in the game. Yeah. And so I'm like hiding behind his character, yeah. using him as a meat shield yeah. and like kind of doing all this stuff. And then finally, I think he picked up on it. <laughs> yeah. And he like, tentacle raptor yeah tentacle raptor to bring her over my, my character had like a couple a couple of us in warlock and so he was able to use the i think it was that i was gonna sacrifice myself head, head ears grasp i think i don't know if her hit ours, yeah, yeah hit ours grasp uh, to grab her and pull her nice over. um yeah i asked for consent first though so. there you go yeah, i was like oh, <laughs> it's important even in role playing <laughs> you always exactly. got to do it yeah satine how about you what's your uh nerdy confession I am a nerdy confession. Yeah, I know. All I do is nerdy things. I literally, like, everything I do is in public and so nerdy. I like gardening. Oh, um, there I you go. Plants. I, 
<laughs> well, I feel like I need a, a, something that's not nerdy to confess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the gardening's um, an interesting one. Like, yeah, I just, do you like, just plants. vegetables or, like, flowers and, and succulents well, we and whatnot? Have, our entire house is a jungle. We have a lot of indoor plants. It yes. takes us a day to water our house. It takes me a day to water house. <laughs> <laughs> I have three plants. Yes, you have three out of, our, out of our 25 to 30 plants. Oh, jeez. I used to help It takes our them. daughter and I 30 minutes to water them. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but now I've got three berry trees, uh, yeah. two berry trees oh, plants, cool. and uh, yeah, I really like. You know who watered those this morning? <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> they were looking a little sad. That'll be. Yeah, they were really sick as all the gnats. They were sad because they didn't yeah. have any water, baby. Oh, yeah. I've been watering. Them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's better at this than I am. But I really, I like plants, and um, yeah. I, honestly, I, all I do, my nerdy confession is I live and breathe nerddom yeah. to the point of like, it's, we live inside of like a galaxy. Baby, you are a, a nerdy icon. Yeah. You just are. You, I just am. You are, you are the, the epitome of awesome. I live and breathe storytelling. Female fantasy science fiction. I literally yeah. travel the world teaching yeah. people how to play. Yeah. Got D&D tattooed on my throat. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That is so, yeah. that is pretty nerdy. Uh, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, um, and I like space time. Yeah, very cool. That's it. That's well, that, it. I'm sorry. I feel very underwhelming. <laughs> you are the you are the opposite of underwhelming, baby. I mean, I think I think the the rest of us really have to have to prove our nerd. Yeah. Them. I don't think exactly. you have anything That's to prove. Point. Yeah. Um, and real real quick before we uh, before we go to break, I thought of this on the drive over here today. Um, we do a little segment sometimes called uh, Nerdy Would You Rather. And I thought this would be fun. The so, last one was evil. Yes, this one's going to be rough too. Um, <laughs> would you? And this could go to both of you guys because uh, Jameson, you've you've DM before, I assume. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, would you rather never be able to DM again, or GM, or, or whatever you want to call it, um, or never be able to be a player again? Oh wow. Oh, mine's easy. I would never be a player again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I would rather I love I love being a game master. I think I would rather be a player. Um, for me, it would be hard. It's like, could I never write a campaign again or never yeah. like tell a story? Because I, I I'm I'm much more of a storyteller and a writer. Sure. So it's like, could I never play a game or never create a game? That would be real. That would be really hard. Yeah. I don't know which I would do. I would probably never play a game again and still want to create create a campaign and setting that, yeah i don't think i couldn't stop doing that but i could stop playing i guess mm -hmm. i don't know but that's a hard one it's a yeah. tough one it's a tough i one. need to be able to provide a space for other people to play yeah sure that is so enriching for me yeah. to just be there and kind of like toss a bunch of marbles in front of people and, and watch them try to pick them up yeah you know? yeah, yeah I, I agree yeah i think you know uh personally so i've been i've been dming for like two years straight now without <laughs> playing a game yeah. uh and it's maybe it's maybe it's because i haven't played as a player in so long but man i miss it i just want to like be able to show up to a game and just be able to jump in and and, and you know solve a mystery or whatever but, i'll do the next one yeah okay why not we'll see oh, when, oh, we'll see when that happens well, you, we, we finished this campaign yeah okay yeah we just hit a year or not in that campaign yeah isn't that fun um, but yeah, very cool. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk all about, uh, your Kickstarter ongoing Kickstarter. So we'll be right back. 
and we're back. <laughs> How'd you like that break? It was pretty. It was very restful. I mean, full rest. <laughs> well, yeah, all my rest. hit points back. Yeah, yeah. Meditation for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. So, you guys uh, have launched. What was the launch date of the Kickstarter? I, I don't remember. On the twenty second. Twenty second. Yeah. Twenty second. So, as of right now, it's one hundred percent funded, um, and it's uh, like well overfunded i think last time i checked you guys were at like 150k so yeah i think i think we just i think we just broke like one uh, 153? uh yeah, yeah 153, 153? Uh, someone i was just emailing back and forth with one of our our backers uh, to have their character included and so that that jumped us up by yeah a thousand yeah. something yeah yeah Ooh, yeah that's that's a that's a pricey uh tier there so that's awesome yeah. someone wants to be included in that it's it's fun we did the exact same thing um for our, our last book um the red opera um which is here and it, it's so so cool to actually have people to like immortalize their characters inside of of the actual campaign itself um and have people do uh, side quests too um and for myself as like a writer and you know content creator to to take their ideas and these are people who are usually usually game masters not always you know sometimes players they just, they just you know love their player and want it to be there but they have such creativity and so to be able to work with them to bring it and then weave it into the story sometimes doing a side quest that's like very involved in the, the, the like meta meta story of the of the campaign sometimes just a total just you know one-off of you know just a one-shot that they wanted to do um it's just really fun um and i think for them we had one person who was awesome for the red opera that did it as a surprise oh, for nice. his home table so when they actually ran the campaign i don't think they've, they've gotten there yet in the story where their characters there's like it's they're in there oh so that's like awesome. in the actual book that's so yeah cool. it's pretty rad that's, I don't know. that like, actually I, is pretty cool what I love, so. that's that's pretty yeah. awesome can you imagine that like you just like running into npcs like or characters yeah. that you built that's awesome that yeah, yeah that would be really yeah, cool pretty rad. uh and so now this one is called sirens battle of the bards right and so tell us a little bit about it. Like, what's the setting like? And this is a both a campaign and a setting, correct? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So um, we wanted to create um, a setting and, and campaign that, that really um, focused on what, what would a city of bards feel like and look like? You don't have to be a bard. To enjoy the book, uh, much like you don't have to be a warlock to enjoy our last campaign, which is a warlock-focused book, um, but really leaning into a bardic city, so a city of artists. And um, our last campaign and setting was a very dark and gloomy place of warlocks and you know patrons and you know archfey and all these kind of you know devilish creatures running around. Um, and we wanted for this campaign to be have it feel very very filled with light um, and and very spacious and creative. But whenever you have those brightest lights, you also have really deep, dark shadows. Um, and so uh, we, we created a campaign focused around characters being able to enter the city under this guise of um, joining a band under Vlanya, uh, who is obviously Satine's character um, from <laughs> Sirens, um, that used to be Sirens of the Realms on, on the uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, Twitch stream. Yeah, Twitch stream. Sure. Um, and now it's just Sirens. Um, and so you are able to kind of vicariously be part of a bardic band, even if, if that's not necessarily your thing. So you can you know, bring a barbarian, bring a sorcerer, whatever you'd like, or you can bring a bard that works too. Sure. And you infiltrate the city um, to try and thwart these plans of the Emerald Cabal, which is one of the, uh, the kind of the arch nemesis groups of sirens and the emerald cabal um, are trying to take the city over and capture and control the magic essence that is in the oasis waters of this multi-tiered city um, and so leaning into this this notion of you know what 
what would a city run by artists look like, feel like, what would their peril be? And then how can a, a, a band or a party of adventurers um, be kind of that linchpin in either saving the day or turning it to their own way of, you know, we have multiple endings in all of our campaigns and settings because player agency is what makes, you know, TTRPGs fun. Sure. So, you know, one of our endings, I don't want to give any spoilers, but in the Red Opera is to take a very, very dark route with some patrons who are pretty pretty darn evil um, because that's how some people play and, and evil is kind of a perspective it doesn't mean you have to be like cruel you know it's just a matter a matter of perspective selfish. And so, yeah selfish yeah um and so uh we've done a very similar thing with sirens which is awesome you know when you said barbarians i'm like how would they fit in? i was like they would definitely just be roadies for sure yeah for sure roadies uh, or, or bouncers like, yeah. taiko drummers yeah drummers too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Or just yeah. uh, John Belushi from Animal House, just take the loot and just smash yeah. it against the wall. <laughs> smash it against someone, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it inspires uh, and evokes emotion, that's yeah. an artist. You know, yeah. maybe that's like a, it's like an experimental percussionist yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely do like an animal from Muppets. I think that's what I would, I would yeah. go. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be a fun Because that way you could just go insane. Like, yeah, go berserk on the drums. Yeah, and and so this this uh, city that you've created too, uh, you were showing us some art before, and it's up on the Kickstarter, but it's like multi-tiered too, and so yeah. like every tier is like a different like um, like city district, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah, there, there it is. More, that, that's inside of our Wormwood box. So we have the actual city of Salvaja printed on on faux leather inside um, inside the actual box itself. That's so cool. Yeah. So every hundred years they build a new disc. They do this oh. grand invocation and they pull down this magical. They they ask for it and the gods either say yes or say no to um, give them this magical essence inside of the oasis water um, with this the substance called kesaba, which plays into the story. Um, on year three hundred, it didn't work um, and the the, the the invocation wasn't grand enough. Oh. Uh, so the bards came and said, hey, hey, we're pretty good at performance. Let us handle this. We'll be able to entertain the gods. Um, and this is the 10th year. And it's the last time the gods say, okay, this has been a grand old show, but we're done now. Yeah. So this is the last time you, you, you're going to get it. And so the grand chancellor, um, he is trying to create this, this capping stone that allows the city to recharge itself using sacred geometry. Um, and so each, uh, to answer your question, each disc is a different district built every 100 years. And so it has a very different feeling from its predecessors and it's evolving e even more magically and in, in kind of higher dimensions where it's like elemental plane magic at the very, very high. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I, you briefly touched on it, but like why bards this time? You know, um, are you – is the plan to hopefully like do one for each class, like a, a centric campaign on each one? I love settings. I, I just I love worlds and to, to 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 look from the lens of like what would like what would a warlock city look like? Sure. What would a bardic city look like? What would a sorcerer city look like? Of of a place where like that is the the majority group in that location. It has its own benefits. It has its own drawbacks. It had would have its own um, you know enemies and 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 things like that. Um, and then eventually to have all of these disparate cities be interconnected and being able to interact with each other for kind of like meta campaigning. I think is really rad. And on top of that, I, you know, I've been doing sirens for about the last four years. It started on D and D, and I want to keep going. It used yep. to be an all-girl bard band on tour through the realms, and my character is a spy master whose spies are bards, because bards and musicians and artists can infiltrate in a lot of different areas. Sure. Um, you know, they can be nobles and they can be street rats, but they can they can get in places. So we basically, when we met last year 
you know, I loved what he was doing and he loved what I was doing. So we kind of just brought it together. So why bards? Well, we, we love each other and we love creating. So we, we merged, we joined forces. Yeah. <laughs> and we also wanted to approach uh, the same with the, the Warlock book too. Um, I think Warlocks were a pretty under leveraged class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're just really cool. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that bards kind of have been getting a lot of hate too. Um, I, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. People uh, have been giving me crap about bards since I started this. They're like, sure. oh, but I hate bards. People hated bards back in the day. And, you know, what I was hoping to do with this live show was show people that you can actually play a lot of different kinds of bards. And they just released the College of Whispers and the, um, the College of Swords, which actually gives a different lens to the bard. And so we're taking it going, all right, what if you had a bard that was a dex-based bard yeah. that actually didn't need verbal components because their art was their body and their performance with their body, their masters, their bodybuilders, their um, dancers, dancers yeah. aerialists, gymnasts. Yeah. Or what if it was an intelligence-based bard? And that's going to be like... Uh, your architect, you know, your oh, jewelry okay. designer. This is, um, those sound very different, but, or your cartographer, those are people who like celebrate math, you know, and. Thanks, our cat <laughs> is joining, joining the conversation. <laughs> Happens um, all the time. <laughs> yeah, so those are, you know, we, we're trying to look at it at different ways. And also I, I talk to a lot of people. I go to conventions all the time. There are outgoing people and there's people that aren't so outgoing. So we're also developing, um, bards for introverted and extroverted people oh, because very not everyone wants to sing and perform yeah. some people want to craft you know we're looking at these these wormwood boxes that we just got in and it really takes a master craftsman yeah, to, to put this together and so you know maybe it'll smell a little bit like an artificer but what if an artificer was a master craftsman and actually was um form and function you know right. versus putting things together just to function yeah instead that, of making gadgets or whatever they're making pieces of art that are functional yeah i think bards yeah, get a bad rap because they're always trying to seduce people i think is what it really yeah <laughs> yeah totally. that's yeah. that's the old-fashioned way to think about yeah. it you know and yeah. what if you had an architect bard and they study they went to this university in salvata and they understand structure and how to put things together and how to like create load-bearing um frames yeah. so they could pull like if it was me, I would do like a mold earth structure thing to guard my friends, you know, mm -hmm. to block it. And maybe that gives an extra hit points yeah, or something. Cover and fortifications. Yeah. yeah. And then like a barbarian that you were talking about before, you know, instead of leaning on charisma um, as their stat, they can have strength be their primary stat. And then, you know, I think there's, it, it's really exciting to then take it into a combat perspective too for a dex based bard you know someone like a monk who can be a you know dancer you know mm -hmm. really leaning into the art form of fighting as mm -hmm. well so yeah the martial arts yeah, yeah yeah and it's really cool because you can either you know be a level nine in one of these subclasses or if you already have a character and you want to bring it in here and take some subclasses we are designing them so that there's something for you here mm -hmm. that you don't have to worry about, oh, I really need to make sure my charisma is high. Well, what if you don't? What sure. if you want a low charisma? You can still be a performer and have a low charisma. Um, you know, fine motor skills make a difference. Strength, we just found out um, jewelry it, making is mostly a strength-based thing. Can be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it can be a strength-based thing. So, so all these subclasses you mentioned, they're, they're in the book? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. These, these are all included. Yeah. Yeah, we have 10, 10, subclasses. 10, 10 subclasses. Yeah. Appro approach from, from different colleges. So we, we basically structured that, that Selvata has a university, not just a college, but a university where you can go and you can learn um, these different kind of elements to kind of almost like create your own major and kind of create your own subclass within this. Um, and there's kind of, it's categorized into 10 different sectors. Um, but Very much uh, designed after uh, art school. So I yeah. went to the Academy of Art University. Me too. And, yay! Oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> so instead of like, um, I am a stop motion bard, you know, and right. I do claymation. No, you're actually in the sculpting department, you know, or you're in the painting sure. department. Um, so this would be, you know, our dex based bard would be the College of Anatomy. And so that's that kind of describes that genre people are masters at, the, at their physique but it's also what is an artist an artist communicates they're a master communicator that and the communication evokes emotion so you know maybe you want to scare people away or make people be allured towards you um, that is that's what bards do yeah. and so we're looking at bards that are you know writers that are even a mixologist so someone who's a bard tender nice you know like Tom Cruise from Cocktails. <laughs> yeah, it's sure. inspiring. Yeah, it makes you yeah. want to do things like yeah. drink. And, yeah. you know, maybe that's distracting. So um, the other college you could take would be, um, we have a lot of the, all these, but the two that are my favorite, uh, College of Geometry, celebrating the maths, celebrating um, the sacred geometry. And you can see that in in Salvata. We actually use a lot. We used um, Metatron's cube. cube for the design. You can actually see it here. So, you know, I did go to art school. We have a whole team of artists, but I got to design um, oh, awesome. the logo of Salvata, which is Metatron's cube, includes all the different platonic solids, which are your dice, including the D10, which I believe is not in there. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that we had all the dice covered. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you look at the city from the top down, we'll have illustrations of this in the book, it actually has Metatron's cube form oh. um, in it, which is pretty rad. Very yeah. cool. And so when, when you're creating a setting like this and, and or like the uh, uh, the Red Opera, right? It was called Red. Mm -hmm. So like when, when you're doing world building on this scale and it's not just, you're not just writing a one shot for your friends, like where do you even start? Do you start with like the geographical setting or do you start with the deities involved or just an idea kind of thing? Well, you, you start first with the dream and then you take, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's a great question. Um, I, I like to start first with, um, I, I, I love maps. And so I, I like to start first um, un understanding where, where the location is. And there's, there's really kind of two different styles. There's the, kind of the top-down style and the bottom-up style. I'm very much a top-down style writer. Okay. Um, and we have um, uh, Rick Hines is another writer on our team. He's very much um, of the top-down, but also does bottom-up as well. Um, for me, and as creative director, I will say, okay, what is my overall framework? What is the setting? And what are the key, the key pain points in this location? So who are the major players? How are they interacting? Mm -hmm. And where is the conflict? Um, by understanding where the conflict is, you can then interject where your characters will actually be able to be a lever on that conflict. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's just a story, like a, like a book, then you get to decide how that goes. But if you're creating a campaign, you then have that leader, lever be up to the, the player, where the player then gets okay. to decide. And it means that you then have to create 
all those avenues of you know how it goes. Um, and so I, I then, once you have kind of that level of abstract um, kind of notion of top down, you then go down another layer. Okay, you have the the, the, the main key players who who have put them into positions of power and who are they dependent on? Um, and so then by understanding, you can then get several additional layers of uh, kind of level down of the power structure and then understanding um, what are, you know, key resources that they're requiring. So in this, in this setting, it's Kesaba. Um, in the Red Opera, it was this thing called that we have called the Well of Souls, and that allowed patrons um, to be able to communicate to would-be warlocks much easier. And uh, so anybody that came to Yonkath, our city in the Red Opera, they can take a patron uh, subclass super, super easy. Um, it, where normally you have to go to great lengths to communicate with a patron in Yonkath, boom, it's super easy. Sure. Okay, well, what happens to a city when patrons are, can whisper in anybody's ears? Well, it creates chaos. And so Dorian, the Accursed King, he balances all of these patron packs yeah. okay what happens to him when he balances all these patron packs he starts to go crazy okay what happens when your gotcha. king starts to go crazy and then you can see all of these things kind of you know spiral out um and then you throw your players in you let them kind of play in this playground and Salvata and, and sirens battle of bars the same way just with a more bardic influence yeah it was really cool so um it's the two of us as co-creative directors and then we have a writing director and an art director so it was the four of us that came together and um created this yep. and yet we basically our own our our own adventuring team yeah. in the um you know the quest of making this book and so it was really awesome to put ideas in and then we all kind of yes anded each other yep. to keep developing it yep. and because of the structure which is um similar to how i write campaigns so it was very easy for us to mm -hmm. to go this route it it would just it was like a piece of cake yeah and, 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 <laughs> and, and, just, yeah. and we had so much lore already from sirens too yeah sure um, because you've been running sirens for such a long time so we we were able to say okay these are the key players from sirens how do they fit into this setting mm -hmm. you know how does lanya fit in and how does the emerald cabal fit in and it's just again for us as storytellers like this is this is this is why we get up in the morning yeah. to be able to, to tell stories and then share them with other players yeah but it's a, it's different than doing it by yourself yeah you know like you've written a novel like i've done all sorts of weird things and uh writing stories on your own it's cool but i'm finding now that it's so much more fulfilling i wake up and i'm looking forward yeah. to our our executive team meetings and you know giving ideas and sharing ideas and elaborating on ideas with each other it's it, there's there's not many things cooler than that yeah i imagine like when you're working on a team and you know, it's part of the reason I keep this guy around. Probably, um, I, it's it's much easier to like bounce ideas off of each other. And if I get stuck on something, I fix it. He fixes it. <laughs> um, or if like we're like, hey, we don't have an idea for an episode this week. He's like, well, watch this shitty movie, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> They're not always shitty. They're always they are always terrible. They are good. <laughs> Bad movies. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like those. See? Uh, I Thank you. I, I love good, bad movies. Thank you. So See? Fun. I like making fun of good, bad movies. <laughs> you, either way, as long as long as you you had a good time, yeah. then it succeeded. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that, I feel like I was trained for that from MST3K. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. they trained me at a young age to appreciate awesome bad thing yeah there are good bad movies that you like blood sport is a good sure. bad movie i mean it's a really good bad movie thank so, you yeah. i mean yeah. i don't know if it's if it's bad so much as it's just 
from the 80s. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> Hocus, no, no, you're totally right. Hocus, <laughs> Hocus Pocus is also a good, bad movie. I don't know that Hocus Pocus is a bad yes, movie. Yes, it is. No, that's a good movie. That's yeah, actually good. a good movie. We just um, introduced our daughter to uh, Red Sonia. Yeah, oh, nice. Our, our daughter is a... Um, a warrior, ninja warrior princess. princess yeah. Oh, okay. You know, she wears unicorns yeah. and knows how to kill people. Like, we're very, <laughs> At least she thinks she does. She thinks she of does. course. She, she plots that out very well. She wants to, you know, kill the bad guys. Yeah. And so I was working on something, probably a campaign, and I threw Red Sonia on. And, she, and have we, you guys have you guys seen? Do you know that movie? I, I know of it. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's like, Arnold. He's Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Conan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And, you know, she's used to, we have a lot of Boris Vallejo and Julie Bell art books all over. So yeah. she's used to seeing like warrior people yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And so I turned that on and she's like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> totally hooked. Totally. But so you could awesome. tell it was from the 80s too. Yeah. 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 And it's 100%. so funny because Arnold's like, hi, I am not Conan here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm Bronan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we know like, who he is. Kind of cool and a little bit of a biker. Yeah, you know, nice. It's, it's, it's he's a, wearing like a leather no cut. Yeah, he's wearing like a yeah. leather cut. Yes. Yeah, so um, it's kind of like that Sean Connery movie um, where he's wearing the red outfit. Oh, is that the um, big thong thing where it's like yeah, goes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, and and also, a mustache, I think. Of course, I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's got like it's little, little pistol, pistol yeah. laser guns or something, yeah. right? Yeah. You should watch it. That oh my really god, I, I don't think I've, I know the I know the picture. I've not seen yeah. the movie though. So yeah. it's like yeah. it's an you know it's it's a Conan Gore style movie, yeah. but he's also wearing this like metal studded vest. Yeah. And also his great sword, and you're like, it's the best part. Right. Of, it's the best part about fantasies, you can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. And they yeah. sure did. <laughs> That's awesome. Someone should get Arnold on a D and D game. That would be amazing. Oh yeah, I'm sure it would be yeah. great. Though you could probably smart. only do like one voice. You probably. Know, like, just, just Barbarian. The, just the Arnold voice. He probably would be really good in the 80s. I yeah. wonder how it would be now, because now you turn politician, so that's yeah. like a whole different person. He'd be a barbarian bard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the politician. Yeah, bard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Politician, like a barbarian who then transferred into bard. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pol like a politician bard. Yeah, with That'd proficiency in diplomacy. One of, <laughs> one of the things that we're looking into and in, in developing is like a motivational speaker type of bard. Oh, interesting. So it's like, and so it's kind of college of eloquence, but not even not really just eloquence. It's like how can how can you move people? Sure. You know? Sure. Re really. Not so where would like an insult comic like a bard where would that fall oh we have a we've on sirens we've had a pun bard that's a thing oh that's a pun real. bard um we that's had a class comedian bard uh sax car from geek and sundry was our comedian bard and that was a funny episode because he was he was a dwarf kidnapped by centaurs and minotaurs to perform in this comedy club outside of Waterdeep. that is terrible but awesome at the same time <laughs> that's amazing i love it so now, we, uh, say say one of us is creating our own world. We want to create our own campaign, what whatnot. What are some like pitfalls that you've seen, and you know maybe worked past, whether it's in this this particular one or a past one? What are some like common things that people mess up on? I, I think that sometimes people. One of the things that I find is that people may either latch onto ideas that they've seen done elsewhere and, mm -hmm. and have it feel too similar without necessarily making it their own, or feel that they have to be so wildly unique that it, it, it feels a little far-fetched. I think that there's a really good middle ground. There's nothing wrong with taking inspiration from other stories. 
but then really leaning into what motivates you. If you were a person in that place, what would like get you to do the thing and really put yourself in there. I see sometimes a lot of people just kind of throwing in these like massive set pieces for kind of shock value. Sure. And that can be really cool. Um, but but really focusing in on what what does the individual care about? And usually nine times out of the 10, the, the individual usually cares about other individuals. So it's mm -hmm. about relationship. And so understanding, okay, what are the relationships between the characters? And it doesn't have to be with, with if you're creating a, a campaign world, the party maybe doesn't have those relationships yet they will as a campaign goes but what are the relationships between the other characters how do they interact with each other why do they interact with the, with each other and when and what are their fears their hopes and their desires and these these other characters these npcs are the main characters of a book a novel graphic novel um, they need to really have those human emotions it doesn't matter if someone's a cyborg someone's like a dragon kin whatever it is we are all humans you know even we would love to be elves but we, sure. we are humans and, <laughs> and elves would be similar in this way that it, it's the relationships between each other and our relationships to our environment that's the most important so I, I see people sometimes lose sight of that and focusing on either set pieces too much or some sort of special magical ability and lo losing sight of, of the actual relationships between the main characters because that's what that's what like if you think about game of thrones like magic wasn't really part of that that much right. it's the relationship between the characters mm -hmm. in game of thrones i mean i wasn't really a fan of how it ended but sure. like, uh, right up until that point oh my god it was like one of my favorite shows on television it was fantastic because you're like what's gonna happen next it's like a you know soap opera it's a drama 100 percent. people care about yeah i would say timelines so everything that we do there's a timeline for i i do a lot of coaching uh storytelling coaching and people have all these wonderful ideas everyone's got a badass idea yeah. <laughs> but people often don't give themselves appropriate timelines and i often mean they don't give themselves tight enough timelines they're like oh i'll get to it I'll, I'll finish this at the end of next year. And that's already uh, too long. Oh, so you need to actually creating, creating, creating the work it. itself. Yeah. I got so you. Great advice. You, you know, do the thing. And if you're like, okay, I'm going to create something in nine months. Now you've got a framework. And actually, this is how I build campaigns too. Okay. Right? If you know how far ahead and what that end goal looks like, you can actually start scheduling everything within that time frame. Set goals for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So and by setting goals, you are now giving yourself homework and you have to fulfill those things. And then if you say them out loud, you really do. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good tip because uh, the first uh one shot that i ever wrote like just on my own without using a module or something um i was i was going up to my cabin with uh, my family's cabin with a couple friends and they were all new D, &D players and i was like and they were like we want to play we want to learn how to play i'm like okay well you know we'll create characters online you know with each other and then we'll go up there and we'll, we'll do a one shot and so i i set like the parameters i have to get it done by this trip and then I also had like the goal of making a complete D and D experience, including combat puzzles, mysteries, and like a big bad guy at the end. Yep. And, and so I think by like just having that timeline where I, like I have to have it done by Friday when mm -hmm. we, right. when we head up there, um, you know, I think that really helped out, but yeah, turn it, turn out. Really How well. did they derail the campaign? Um, they really didn't. Uh, it, it went exactly as I planned, which was awesome. I based it on, 
uh, the Lord of the Rings Mines of Moria. Okay. And so basically they're it's you know it's a dungeon dive kind of thing and uh, but they get down there and it's uh, one of one of the character player characters was a dwarf and it was his uncle's king dwarf kingdom that we went to and it was they get down there and it's just laid waste you know there's dead dwarves and orcs everywhere and um, and then there's this evil wizard that kind of like uh, keeps pestering them and like fighting them and then teleporting away kind of thing and then at the end on the last like uh, level of the dungeon, they fight the wizard. But then when they, they defeat the wizard, they realize that the wizard was trying to defeat the, the Balrog who was like inhabiting and corrupting the, the king of this uh, dungeon. And so, you know, uh, then the giant, it was a, I think I used a pit fiend or something like that nice. for, um, for the big bad guy. And he comes oh, down there nice. to fight that. So that's rad. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I think I think that's that's what kind of helped me was that, um, you know, like ha- setting myself parameters um, that I'm like, I definitely want like a cool puzzle in it. So I had like, you know, ink that disappeared when you run flame over it and stuff like that for them to figure out. And um, and then I really want cool combat. So there's a bunch of orcs and goblins and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's fun. Nice. All right. So the Kickstarter, uh, what are some of the uh the your favorite tiers on it like your favorite rewards and then uh where can people find it like what do you anything else you want people to know about it yeah so we wanted to make it accessible to as many people as possible so we've got the pdf available um and we've got the standard edition and then we have the special edition standard edition is you know uv it's really beautiful it's full color the special edition has uh it's Tungsten X hammered metal paper Ooh. with quill print. It yeah. is so sexy. Oh my gosh. And then the limited edition, I'm signing the book and the dungeon master screen. Finally, finally, I get to design a dungeon master screen. Mm-hmm. One awesome. that is useful. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that one has a slip case so that if you're the dungeon master, you have everything in one. We, awesome. So everything we have a part of this is completely efficient and functional you know we've got awesome add-ons kickstarter did a cool thing this time where you have your tier you pick your tier and then you can add on things on top of that immediately instead of waiting to backer kit after the kickstarter ends. oh interesting so yeah we've got those we also have limited edition ones are gonna be signed by you too oh yeah i'm signing that yeah Uh, also we have partnered with a bunch of virtual tabletops we've got Mm -hmm. roll 20 fantasy grounds Foundry VTT and Shard, and a lot of people are playing virtually nowadays. Yeah. So yeah, we've been playing virtually for a year now because yeah, COVID. <laughs> we yeah we started right when COVID dropped, and you know, there's a learning curve to it, but it's also really fun. There's definitely less prep, which is kind of nice. Like, you know, I don't have to write out handwritten notes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, that's and cool. That, these have all of them in that. You yeah. know, all the handouts, all the tokens are taken care of. The entire book is, is set up so that you can just click the chapter That's and then awesome. all of it set out for you. We also have a full orchestral soundtrack and we're working with other artists too to kind of add different types of eclectic music to it. So, you know, you you can listen to our music on uh, Sirenscape. We actually have partnered with Sirenscape so you can get an adventure pack sound set for each of the levels. And, um, and that will include like music and like sound effect atmosphere and sound stuff. effects too yeah so yeah so cool. there are things that happen and actually you can try it right now it's for free so yeah, we, we have, have a free free download of it yeah. we have a free download of chapter one we have a free download of 
two of the four VTTs, Foundry and Shard. Nice. Um, that's a sample. And then we have a chapter one on uh, Sirenscape. And they're all free for everyone to check yeah. out right now. That's awesome. We want people to like, not just hear about it, but actually experience it. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really be able to get to understand yeah, exactly what we're doing. Yeah. yeah, and even to the point, we've got a couple other tiers, you know, more package style tiers that you can get the wormwood trays and we've got these yeah. special dice and so we wanted to make like, the dice know. were awesome the they're oh. they're like different i don't know if you yeah, the they're all different shapes yeah. and stuff they're not your yeah. standard polyhedral you've never seen anyone do anything like this yeah. before so um those are very very unique like nobody's done these yeah we have them in uh, resin and in metal if you want to just go all baller out we've sure. got your purple heart brass inlay <laughs> yep. you know yeah so we have that but we also wanted to give people the opportunity to immortalize their character. So you mm -hmm. can do uh, one tier is their character and we'll make art for it as well. Mm -hmm. And that goes into the book. And uh, we also have, people can write a side quest for this. And yeah. that goes in the book too. And it's really awesome. We have a whole team of writers and artists and we're really encouraging people to want to participate in this. It's not just us making stuff and shoving it in people's faces. Sure. We're like, come be a part of this community, be a part of, what we're making, what we're doing. And it's awesome to see people really enjoy that and participate. So we've got those, we got campaign coins. We have these really cool minis. Are the other minis right yeah, there? Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, these are these are minis from the Red Opera. Yeah. Nice. Which, these came out with really the Red well. Opera, you know, we made oh, very these cool. awesome minis with mixed dimensions and these are printed in, in color. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So the ones that we have for sirens are actually printed in color and they're translucent printed in color. Oh, yeah, so tra translucent magic effects. Yeah. Oh, very it's really, cool. It's really rad. Yeah. That's, yeah, man, I, don't, I can't even think of how they would do that. I don't know. So they, they have they have this crazy patented technology because you can you can do it. It, it normally it's just super expensive, right? Super and su and super and because it's super hard. Um, and, and I remember when we were talking to the, uh, the the leader of that company, I was like, "That's rad. No one's gonna be able to afford that, man. Like, I'm right. really sorry. Like, we can't do that. Like, sure, we can design it as a design team, but." Sure. Like, can't have it be you know like a hundred dollars a mini he's like no dude twenty dollars a mini for retail and i was like i don't believe you he's like no one does it's, yeah. it's true no one believes you i was like okay let's let's try it out and literally twenty dollars a mini so beautiful fully color printed with translucent magic effects and nice. i was like okay next i want you to get leds and sound effects yeah so exactly <laughs> kyle kincaid of, of mixed dimensions just the other day said okay this is the guy i'm working on oh. uh, working with they can put leds in it and That's sound effects so he's like cool. were you joking when you said you could design that i was like no we can definitely design it let's let's figure that's it out awesome. oh, they're, they're really doing that it was that's not yeah, a joke yeah, yeah. well oh wow I, they are really trying to do yeah. that. Sure, <laughs> i'm sure. not saying that they are we would like to design something like that yeah yeah that would be so cool um or like even have like on the bottom of it have like a QR code that you that opens up like a soundboard on oh, your yeah. phone. That, that yep. would probably that would be a dope yeah. idea too. Well, we do have uh, our is it RF tags. Yeah, there's our there's so I'll I'll, I'll in it so it's 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 so hard. There's a lot we can talk about and there's a lot we can talk about. Sure. So on the bottom of our minis in Sirens Battle of the Bards, there are um, RF tags, and if a person were to wonder why you would ever put an RF tag in your miniature. Um, you can imagine. Why. You can imagine some of the reasons why you might do that with where, where virtual gaming and is where heading. what like 
what we're doing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we we have currently four different virtual table VTTs that we're working with. So yeah, very yeah. Cool. there's I a lot of cool stuff. I want to know more, but I know they can't tell us. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think there's I may have figured cool it out. Stuff. I'll yeah. tell you after. <laughs> it's only twenty bucks for mini, which I was blown. I was like, I I love all of like cutting edge technology. I was like, but if it's not affordable to people, like I don't know, like it, it, otherwise it's just a cool idea, you know. Like there's there right. are legitimately flying cars now. No one can afford. Uh, them. Of course, so it's yeah. kind of, right. the moot point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. We got a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. yeah, like you know, we're big fans of Wormwood. We've we've uh, I think we did like one episode on accident about them. Yeah, I don't think we, we intended. Just, we, we brought our stuff and we're like, look how cool this is. We didn't intend to do a whole episode on it, and it just ended up being. Yeah, a- and I like that on you know because I you know I was browsing through the Kickstarter a couple of days ago trying to figure out which level I wanted to go for, and I do like that you can like buy the minis separately. You know, add them on to the thing. Exactly. I know. God, it looks so good. Yeah, I was telling Cody we should get a get a character, put it in the book, you know, and just name it nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys can to- <laughs> totally, totally be bards. Yeah, totally be bards that have like some sort of like, like your branding. Yeah, 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 and it goes out like and you're just like a pod- podcasting bards. That would be rad. Yeah, we just sit <laughs> we, we sit totally in the corner. Do that. We yeah. can figure it out and make it make it work inside of self. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be mics. So it would just be like no, we just sit in the corner or like on a soapbox and we like we're town criers or whatever yeah, and just like yeah just yelling our opinions at people totally no, so it could right. totally be the both of you too yeah yeah, yeah. We, we figured out we, we figured may have out. to <laughs> we'll look into it we'll, we'll we'll cook the books and see if we can do that one. <laughs> <laughs> well that's so awesome well i i think everyone should go check it out right now it's live on kickstarter um and as of the day coming out it is still good for another 20 days or something like that i think i believe as ah. of as of may 4th um, well, it, 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 it ends on the. It ends, it ends on, on my birthday. Yeah, it ends on his birthday. Yeah, there you May go. 22nd. Yeah. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, 18 days left. So, uh, check it out right now. It's live on Kickstarter. Um, where, where can everyone find you on uh, social media and uh, whatnot? Uh, thebardbook.com, thebardbook.com, thebardbook.com. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Satine Phoenix everywhere, also. Yeah, and I'm Stone Jameson um, on the internet, and people can also find me at apotheosisstudios.com. Um, and if people are interested in, in a Warlock campaign book, that's theredopera.com. You can also get that on the Kickstarter. And you can as get well. that on the Kickstarter. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Or you can get it like, off our website. I want to start collecting all the, the books. Yeah, yeah. No. You can get all the books. Yeah. Build, build this whole world of the apotheosis like repertoire kind of thing. That's awesome. Totally. I maybe have some ideas. I mean, for instance, his character, we obviously, it's so funny. So they used to say, don't put your care as a dungeon master. Don't mm-hmm. be so vain to put your character in your story. We both have yeah. characters in yeah. our story. Gotcha. Cause, yeah. Well, Stephen King did that in the dark tower series. Yeah. And it's like the best, book series ever so you know it's It's just fun to and to have a player character in there because then you can take that character and and weave them and people actually really start to build a relationship with that character in a fun way i mean if you think about like how old is a superman character you know Mm spider-man character and there's you know it's like this is just an iconic you know classic Mm -hmm. and so like vanya is becoming that now for people who play dungeon dragons play her on idol champions yeah she's in in video like legitimately in a video our cat is in that video yeah Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, the other cat is actually in the video too. Yeah, I'm not yet in the game. The cat's more important than me. <laughs> the cat's been around longer than I am. That's so awesome. Well, yeah, 
thank you guys so much for uh, joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, I think everyone should go check out, check out Kickstarter right now. Support. Support it. Um, and then also you can support us if you go to patreon.com slash nerdswithfriends or nerdswithfriends.com for all of our info as well. Only fans to come. Only fans to come I'm very, very soon. The only fans should be you playing the guitar. Yeah. And like guitar could be like placed strategically. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, just do, doing the intro song live. Yeah. Just yeah. like, yeah, naked. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then again, thank you for all of our patrons who, uh, you know, help support this show. We appreciate it. Christian, thank you so much, as always. Fun, as always. And again, thank you guys very much for taking the time out of your day. We do appreciate it. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you, and good night. Good night.